Hey everyone, it's Caleb. I'm so grateful that you've decided to spend a few minutes your day here with me on the Learner's Corner podcast. Today, I am joined by a returning guest on the podcast and a good friend of mine, Skylar Robinson. Uh, Skylar was one of our first guests on the Learner's Corner podcast several years ago, whenever we started in. Today, he returns to talk about kind of the journey that he's been on and talk about some of the music that he has created recently. However, I do want to let you know if this happens to be your first time listening to the Learner's Corner podcast, I'm really glad that you're here. And I want to tell you about two really beliefs that drive a lot of what we do here on the podcast. The first is this, is that we want to create a safe place to have difficult conversations. Because if you've gone throughout life, you've probably realized that you can't just talk with anybody about anything in there. Maybe you're afraid that they will uh, minimize you and your and your beliefs are just just sometimes even just blatantly dismiss whatever it says that uh, you believe or even dismiss you for wanting to engage in that topic or engage in that subject or learn from that person. And so you just decide, OK, I'm, I'm not going to talk with this person anymore. Well, we want to create the type of place to where we can have those types of conversations to where we don't have to agree with everyone on everything and that we don't have and, and yet we can still be friends. Also, we don't even have to be friends. It's not even that we have to be friends at the end of the conversation, but we do respect each other enough to to be civil and to engage in productive conversation. And the second thing is this, is that we believe that we can learn from anyone and from everyone, regardless of who they are. And sometimes the example is learning what not to do. And sometimes it is following the good example of someone who has responded uh, in a healthy way also. And, uh, and that we don't have to agree with someone 100% in order to learn from them either. And so, as I mentioned, if this happens to be your first time, I'm really glad that you're here. And today I'm going to be talking with my good friend, Skylar. And let me tell you a little bit about Skylar, and then we're going to jump into uh, the conversation. I'm going to link to uh, some of the previous episodes that that we've done or we did uh, a previous episode with uh skyler himself and then um he talks about the together conference we've done a couple of episodes uh featuring speakers at the together conference so i'll link those in the show notes as well for some for some older episodes let me tell you about skyler skyler is a pastor at citizens akron and is a diy recording artist it says diy but Man, Skylar has got some great music, and I'm really excited for the song that we're going to talk about in here, Homegrown. And um, I, I told Skylar this uh, before we were recording, but he is just taking his music to a new level with the song. And Joe, I'm so excited. Uh, go and listen to the song. You're going to hear me say a lot of that, and even in our conversation as well. But let me jump in to my conversation with Skylar, and we can get rolling. Skyler, it is so good to have you back on the Learner's Corner podcast. Yeah, it is good to be here too, man. I'm I'm excited, man. I still actually, every time I go through my Instagram and I try to delete photos from the past that I think are bad, I always come across the three pictures I used to promote <laughs> the last episode I was on, and I never delete those because I am proud <laughs> of that moment. Oh. Uh. 
Well, thank you. And it's it's a uh, it the learners corner has changed a lot since the last time that you've been on the podcast. And yeah. in much better way in much better ways, which is how all works of art should be. The 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 longer you go, the better you should get. Exactly. Yeah, and we're we're gonna talk about uh some art that you've created here yeah. in just a little bit. But before that, I couldn't bring you on without okay talking with you about some of the music that is currently inspiring you right and along with that like i am always just curious to hear whether it be music or just anything what are some of the things that you're taking from the from the artists that you're listening to right now and that's such a good question that i've kind of been thinking about the last couple of days and don't know if i could fully put my man um so a few days ago, we created this community playlist on Spotify where I'm asking people the question of like, what songs motivate you? And so I've been putting this out there for people to add songs to the playlist, whatever motivates them. Two, two songs per person, but whatever motivates you, just because I want to see what's motivating people um, to see if it motivates me and I want to learn new music. Um, I said I said that to say one. Anybody listening, you can add to this playlist. All right, it is called "Motivation Is Homegrown" on Spotify. But the two songs that I added to this playlist um, were a song by Flawless Real Talk called "On My Way" and a song by Big Crit called "Multi Till the Sun Die." And I chose those two songs because the music like motivates me, like. If, if they just released this instrumentals, it's something in the, the music, the way the music speaks to me that just like causes me to, it just lights up my imagination. You get what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I, j- I can just start dreaming things that are like very deep to my heart, close to my heart. But then the lyrics take it up another level. Like it communicates their struggle, their drive and uh, persistence through whatever difficulties are in their way and them like still seeing this dream realized. Um, so yeah, so flawless real talk was on a, on a, uh, a Netflix series called rhythm and flow. It's like chance, the rapper Cardi B and TI. And he was like one of the last two finalists. And this song he wrote was his like last song. And he was like, I don't know if this is what, um, the judges want. I, I, I feel like they want a certain song for this, for this moment. He's like, but I got to go out doing something that I'm proud of. And so he made this song where he's like, if I don't win with this, that's okay. Cause I'm proud of this song. And he wrote this song like to his wife, to his, his daughters, um, and to his mom is just saying like, yo, like, thank you for believing me. Like, I believe in this. We're going to make this happen. I know it doesn't look like it, but like it's coming. And like that, that moment, like when I remember watching that show, bro, it like, yeah, it just inspired me. Like, to, so to answer your question, um, I chose that song because, in the face of his dream being realized, like having that opportunity, he's one of the last two contestants on this show, and he's like, "I'm willing to risk it all to be authentic to who I am and what I'm feeling in this moment." And like, I, yeah, for me, I want to remember that, right? I want to be true to what God is doing in my heart at the moment. And not care of, and not care so much about yeah, what other how other people will receive it or like what opportunity I may be forfeiting if I don't tailor something you know so that 
And then, yeah, Maltai to the Sunday, Big Crit. He just talks about just what it means to, like, just be an artist with compassion and, like, actually care for the fans and the people that 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 support him. And so, so yeah. So that's what's motivating me. Um, and then what I'm taking away, man, one of those things I just mentioned, just keeping those things in tandem. Like, I never, you know, I just had somebody last night message me who used to work at my job and was like, hey, like, don't forget me when you get big and remember all the advice I gave you and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ha ha, I won't forget. Just remember not to be a stranger. And like, <laughs> you know, and that's my message. But my, all, I said all I'd say and I'll be done. Um, a lot of the things that's motivating me right now are actually stuff that artists have been doing over the last couple of years. Because right now I am so motivated and focused on getting what I'm doing back together and off the ground that like I'm kind of not really focused on a lot of what other artists are doing right now. But like what's been happening over the last couple of years, there's artists like things that propaganda has said in interviews, there's things that no big deal and what Indie Tribe has been able to do with the with the rebrand and their whole new team. That's really been inspiring me and showing me that like, yeah, against all odds, like I can make it happen. Um, but yeah, there's a few other artists like Swoop who are inspiring me uh, just just as come from this, from Northeast Ohio, from this area, but also being in, in music at this age and it's still being possible. Um, and then there are people like J. Cole who are, who continues to inspire me specifically right now. Joyner Lucas is like just really, really speaking life to me on so many levels, but, and they're all hitting things different specifically with Joyner Lucas. He, he, really he uh, he struggles with ADHD and is very deep I also have ADD um and just on his last album was self-titled ADHD so well album before last um and then his next one after that those both have just kind of been like a culmination of just him pushing through a lot of the a lot of struggles that I identify with that um sometimes you beat yourself up about and then yeah so anyways it was just encouraging but yeah well, I do want to get into the specifics of like swoop and prop and yeah, please and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but I think it might be good to to go back because I know that we're, we want to talk about your journey as well to what's yes. led the music, and I think we could talk about that um, as we talk about your journey. So let's let's go back to um, several years ago and take me to whenever you were releasing uh, your project game plan. Yeah, just kind of you know expectations and hopes around that and everything. Wow, my man, you did your homework, huh? No, <laughs> you didn't did your homework. You didn't do your homework. Excuse me. You were there when it all took place. My God, <laughs> that's a friend right there. Look at that. Yes. So when I was releasing Game Plan, I was about 25. I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was 24 turning 25. And so I did this release party for Game Plan uh, at a sports bar. It was, the the party was called The First Quarter and it was all to promote the the album game plan um because i was turning 25 the first quarter you get it sports bar it was i thought it was clever but anyways um but the whole premise of that was i had seen a, growing up a lot of successful people we all have seen a lot of successful people that we admire um build up things that yeah that they love that they've dreamt to do and due to like character flaws and whatever what have you they would lose it all. Something would happen and they would lose it all. And 
I had just, I don't know, I just as I was processing life and what was going on at the time and the people around me, I had kind of gathered that it was kind of because we've all been given the script and how to pursue life. And like, we're taught to just focus on like, yo, get the good grades and then go to college and then get the good job and work hard and get promoted. And then, but it's like that whole time we're told to just live it up in our twenties and make mistakes and do whatever. And even if you go to Myrtle beach, like you go to the souvenir shops, they sell big erasers that say four big mistakes on it. And, and I was just like, no, like, cause these things are, we're making decisions that can impact us forever and other people forever. And like, I was like, so anyways, I went, the whole idea of game plan was my game plan is this. If I have to sacrifice uh, time, uh, success, notoriety, or how long it takes to get to my destination in order to actually take the time to look inside my heart and develop self so that I, I have the character to sustain whatever it is that is to come, then that's what I'll do. And so that's, that was my heart behind game plan. That's what I set out in that. The expectation in that though, one of the things I was doing in that time was I was challenging my, my comforts. Um, and I thought if I challenged myself enough, if I got uncomfortable enough that I would get so comfortable with being uncomfortable that I would do anything that God put in my path immediately and nothing would scare me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I see you laughing. Exactly. Because what happened was we moved up to Akron and started planting the church and we were a part of starting a community development corporation and all of this crap scared the mess out of me. And it scared me in new ways that I had, I didn't know we were there because I thought I had done all the work. And so, um, yeah, so that was my expectation and what I set out to do with game plan and kind of what resurfaced and brought me back to reality. And through all those fears resurfacing, I put the music down. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about putting the music down and like one, what led you to do that? And Two, just what 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 did it do to you to not create mm. just in general? That is a beautiful question. So it started out as a joke. Uh, I, I, made, I made a song when I first came back called Work in Progress. And the whole song is about like why I quit um, and what I was doing in that time and celebrating the people around me. Uh, I even shout out, I shout Caleb out in this song, man. So y'all can go check it out. <laughs> There's a whole verse where I literally rhyme people who meant something to me and Caleb made that rhyme. Um, so I appreciate you, bro. But I set out as a joke. I, I love one of the things I love doing. If yeah, I love watching interviews from artists that I admire on YouTube. Um, and I love watching sermons and things on apologetics and church history or whatever, but I also love watching YouTube pranks. And so I, I, I call myself a little prankster and I wish I could do like YouTube pranks, but it's just not my gig. So what I did was I was moving to Akron, starting a church. I knew we were going to get into like conference and concert stuff. I knew we were going to have an open mic night. Like I was trying to like get a studio in our building. So I was like, yo, I can tell people I quit music and then they'll see that I'm doing all these other things related to music. And then the whole time I'll be working on this album that's going to surprise everybody like I'm Beyonce. And then I'll be like, ha ha, gotcha. It was all a joke. Uh, but what happened was when I told people I quit and all these fears and things started to resurface and I was being I was getting discouraged with my resources and 
the 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 lack of funding to to scale up and because you know the higher you get the more money it takes you know you know um we're podcasting and so uh i was just like man people think i already quit so i might as well just do it and for me like i always saw my musical platform bleeding into like me having a church me starting a church and because we were starting a church before i i got that i was just like well, what do I need to do music for? And like, what does it all mean now? Um, and it was just kind of like the perfect storm for Satan to discourage me in a way that I've never felt. I've never gotten discouraged in that time. It had been like thir- 12, 13 years. I'd never been discouraged like that. No, 10 years. So, yeah. Yeah. And so take take me back to more, you know, what you said. You know, you you have the moment and you're like, okay, I've I've already, you know, told everybody I'm quitting music. Why don't I just quit music? Right. Take me back. What happened then? What happened after that? So once I quit, so once once you quit, yeah, once I quit, it's weird, man. Once I quit, like I started to press more into leadership as a pastor, uh, leadership. So I was living on my own for the first time in a whole new County, which for some people it's like, Oh, people move out of state, but you know, and not that it was a, big deal, but it was just like, I was living on my own for the first time in a place that wasn't familiar. I'm having to use GPS everywhere I freaking go. <laughs> we were, we were starting a church. We were starting a community development corporation. Um, we were coaching football at the the high school in my neighborhood. We were doing ACT and SAT prep. We were doing man class, which is something we did with our football boys on a Monday after practice. Um, we talked about guy, girls, and goals. We fed them. We let them play the video games, uh, like the Xbox. And then we taught them a skill like time management to tie a tie, change a tire, things like that. Um, so we did that. And then we also did like, it was called study buddies at an elementary in our neighborhood. So I'm literally doing all these things. And at, in, in the beginning of it, I was still working midnights in Canton and living in Maslin while every, all my activity is in Akron. And I did this for about seven months before I finally moved to Akron. Um, so I was just, oh yeah. And then I was doing rec night, which is something we, we do now. I was doing rec night on Saturday nights at the YMCA. So open, open a basketball, open gym for the community. So I was doing all of that. I was overwhelmed. Um, I was stretched and, but I I was loving it and I felt good about, yeah, stepping into things that I knew God was calling me into. And I'll I'll say I didn't realize that I was missing something until I got back into music. Um, And so what happened at that point was I was doing all these things, right? For the next five years, I'm functioning as Skylar without the music, but I still like my friend, we started to open mic with our church. So I had to help with the open mic. So I had to not only help host it, but also perform because many nights, nobody signed up early, you know, so I got to go up here. So I was still doing, using, utilizing my music for the sake of the community. Um, but all that to say, yeah, man, it was weird, man. There was definitely things that I feel like started to shift in my heart. Um, there were things that Satan in my personal life and my spiritual walk and journey, Satan, I began to become susceptible to that. I never was before, like just spiritual attacks in certain ways. Uh, yeah, like I never forget the moment that I like uh I literally had this thought of like 
suicide. And like, I had never, and it wasn't something I entertained. Like when I say it was a thought, I literally mean like it was a thought, the moment passed and I haven't felt it since, but like, it just, that was a thing that never crossed my mind before. And I was like, yo, what is this? Right. And then it was just like things when it comes to, 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 to lust, right. Like struggles that like, I just never had before. It, it just began to hit me deeper because purity is kind of a, and it still is, but it was just like the struggles began to become harder. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, it was just weird, man. It was almost like the more I suppress that part of me, the more like other things that character things that I had worked on through the game plan era. Right. Yeah. All these things I worked so hard to have integrity about uh, just kind of began to slowly unravel. Yeah. And you're talking about suppressing like the, the creative side or like yes. the musical side of you. Yeah. The creative side. And I can get into something that, but yeah. I'll let you as the no, conversation progress. Okay. No, okay. Go for it. Yeah. So like, yes. Yeah, so as I was suppressing the creative side and that was because like, so one, one of the things that spoke to me, it was a couple of things I propaganda interview one time talked about uh, none of us having it all figured, figured out. We're all just winging it. And I was like, propaganda wings it. Like, it just seems like everything he does is, like, calculated and planned out. And, like, you know, even when we brought him here for a concert, like, and I got to spend a weekend with him, I'm just like, it didn't seem like he was winging anything. Like, wow, he wings it? <laughs> like, that was freeing for me. Like, I don't know yeah. if he know that, but I need him to hear that. Propaganda, like, you freed me. It took, like, three years after that interview, but you freed me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I said that, I said, I said it to set up you know, the, the, the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. And so that started to speak to me because one, one of the things that I justified in my mind was I'm not, I'm not the, the servant with the one bag who hid, who hid their talent. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I wear multiple hats. I'm out here. I'm the servant who got three bags or five bags. Right. So even though I buried one of them, I'm still using the other two or the other four. So I'm good. Right. And that kind of justified me for those few years. But as, as I got to the end of it and God started really convicting me as things happened in the industry that kind of spoke to me as thing happened in life, as God was moving through people in my community that was like uh, fanning the flame in me and, and lighting a fire in me, as people began to speak into me, things that out of nowhere, God was waking me up. I kind of saw that same scripture again, but a different light. And it was like, yo, I am called to give God everything that he has given me, like to multiply everything he's given me for his good and for his sake. And so I can't just, for the sake of having three bags, bury one and think I'm doing my job because I multiplied the two. Like if I do that, I'm no better than the servant who buried the the only time that they had. Um, And so that began to convict me as I, as I was working through the weeds and figuring out what it meant for me to yeah, pursue music again and dream again. So, man, that like, I'm thinking of you just saying that right now. And that's such a powerful thing too, yeah. because especially like if you, if you do have the three or the five bag and you know, you bury the one and you know, you got two or you got four and then you start multiplying. Nobody knows yeah. that, <laughs> that you have a, a talent that's hidden that's except hidden. for right. you except and God and God. Exactly. That's a good point. I didn't look at it like that. Yeah. Right. So Man. nobody has that. Right. So I'm functioning. And, 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 and there were times where people would ask me what's wrong. And I'm like, what you mean? Nothing's wrong. Right. 
like I'm good. And I, I really was, I wasn't lying. I'm a yeah. very open and transparent person. Like I would literally share the, my deepest secrets with a stranger in Walmart. But like, so like, it just used to throw me off guard sometimes when people like something's different. What's wrong? And I'm like, I'm good. But yeah, yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Cause like nobody would know. Right. Yeah. So, so take me through, um, like whenever music started becoming like more of something that you thought, okay, I, I I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about maybe doing music again. Take me back to that time. And, or even if there was, and I don't know if there was a thing or maybe it was just, you know, I know sometimes it's just a gradual thing, right. um, but take me back, take me back to that and what that was like to music becoming an option for you again. Become an option to me again. Yeah. So it was definitely a gradual thing, but there are, there were pivotal moments, right? Yeah. Um, so like there were just artists from the local scene that I didn't even know, like Christian and non-believing artists that I didn't know like really cared deeply about what I was doing who like literally would inbox me or tell me in person like bro I was listening to your music on YouTube the other night bro like you can't stop like what you're doing is needed like it's too important and I'm like what like why do you care you know what I mean like not not that I don't want them to care but I just didn't know you did like you didn't you didn't comment on my stuff you didn't share anything you didn't publicly support me but like low-key you're watching and low key, like you're supporting me, even though I didn't see it. And, uh, you know, and then it would be the same thing. There would be friends close to me who would say things or speak things. Um, but then stuff in the industry would happen. So wh- another one of the things that that I convinced myself of as I was being discouraged was there were artists. There were like multiple artists who who had been dubbed, who had, who had got the cosign from the Cray and a bunch of other people like they're up next. And I saw pieces of what I bring to the table in all of these artists. So I was like, man, there are people who care about similar things that I care about. And they might not do it the way God would have me do it, but there's somebody speaking those things. So I'm good. And then all of them started, they either fell away from the faith or they're no longer, you know, doing music. And I was just like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was kind of just this thing of like, okay, so who's filling that gap now, Skylar? Cause like, yeah. And then, you know, so it was, it was stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was just the way God was moving through people in the community, seeing like things that them, the dreams they had and ideas they had, them just talking about it scared me. And I was like, bro, I don't think you're going to be able to accomplish that. And I didn't say that out loud, but in my mind, I'm like, Bro, that you're moving too fast. And then literally like those things and more would happen over the next several months. And so just watching uh, my brothers and sisters and that I'm in community with pursue like some very risky things and God put them in places and spaces that are just amazing. That was just like, wow. And like, that's my friend. And if God did that in them, why couldn't he do the same thing in me? And so it was just moments like that that were kind of so it was a gradual process i had a friend enjoying day he put me on one of his songs in 2018 um it, it was called groove and glory but the the it's two two songs it's like side a and side b and then side a of groove uh we're saying we're, we're back in on the groove and the whole song he was just trying to encourage me to like get get back into music um so i wrote this verse for that song he got us he became a rapzilla freshman 
Um, so Rapzilla does like a freshman class of like up and coming artists. And he was one of the freshmen. So they did a concert in New Jersey that we drove up for. And so I got to perform there. I got to meet some other bigger name artists and producers and DJs. And it was dope. But I was his hype man for the entire show. And the very last song, he does this song that I'm on. And he's like, yo, he's not just my hype man and my like my pastor, but this is like, he's a rapper. This is my brother. So we do this song. And one of the guys that was taking pictures, he comes up to me afterwards. He's like, bro, you, you a pastor? And I'm like, yeah. So he's asking me questions about the church and what we're doing in Akron. And he was like, and you rap. He's like, bro, you're good. He's like, why are you not rapping? He's like, we need people like you in the industry. We know like you come from good stock and you care for the community and you're connected. And he was like, and he's like, it's crazy to me because he was like, I was looking at you the whole time. Like he looks like he do this, but he don't care. Like he, what he was trying to say was you look like, you know, you have everything it takes to do this yourself, but you just don't care. And I was like, I felt like I was up there performing my heart out. Like, how did you, you know what I'm saying? How did this guy yeah. just see that in me, you know? And he took a bunch of pictures of me and he like sent me all the pictures he took as a way to say like, bro, I believe in you. And then I had a close friend uh, named Keith. He he owns a boxing gym. It's called United Boxing Club in Canton. And I boxed with him and I, I trained with him. I don't professional fight. It was just a good workout. Um, you don't have to professionally fight to go box and it's a great workout. So if you're interested, you should go find a gym somewhere, United Boxing Club. But he also does some graphics and he drew this, he drew this drawing of me. He took like from one of my pictures and he just inboxed it to me one day and he was like, yo man, like if you don't believe in yourself, like I want this to be like a seed planted to let you know I believe in you. He's like, don't stop. And so it was, yeah, so it was gradual, but there was a lot of moments I can pinpoint and so many more, but I'd be talking for another 20 minutes. Yeah. And then what happened? What was the thing to where it's like, yeah, um, I'm coming back. Yeah. The thing that made me come back, man. Uh, so Austin Cleone has this book series, um, that any, if, if creativity is a part of Anything that you do, you should read these, this book series. The first one is called Still Like an Artist. The second one is called Keep Going. And the, I'm sorry, second one is called Show Your Work. The third one is called Keep Going. Um, so I'd already read part one and part two. Uh, in this season, as I'm cons- figuring out what it means to come back, he releases part three, which is called Keep Going. And I was like, what you trying to say to me, God? <laughs> so I read this book. Um, and it actually took me a couple of times to read it. I kept putting it. It's crazy. The other two I literally read in one night when they both, when they both released or when I got copies of them, at least. And this one, I had to read a couple of different times, um, to get through it, but he, le- he leaves with a lot of practical things to do. And one of them was to, to get out of writer's block, to find the love in what you do again, just forget all the trying to be a professional, forget trying to please people and create things that people will love. Just get back to the fun of it and don't care. So he was like, literally, if it's music, create the dumbest songs that you can think of. And so I had my, my friend who's a boxing coach, he around that time was like, bro, what do you hate doing? And I was like, I hate cardio. I hate running. And he's like, all right, if I don't have a song by Saturday noon every week, you got to run, I think it was like a mile or two miles. 
And so he just started challenging me. So every week I had to write the dumbest song I can think of by Saturday at noon. <laughs> and so that's what I was doing. And I was, I was loving it. Like it was like working. I was like finding joy in it again. Um, and so that was kind of like, for me, it was like a turning point really just, yeah. Cause that was my biggest thing. Like, I know like Ruslan a long time ago, he said in the interview, he said, inspiration is for amateurs. Um, and he was trying to say like, as a, as a professional, as someone who's gotten their 10,000 hours in, like, if, if this is what you want to do for a living, like you can't wait for inspiration. He's like, you don't only go to work when you're inspired, you go to work. <laughs> so, um, so my point was not that I was trying to wait on inspiration, but it was, it was nice to like finally feel like I wanted to do music again. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so once that feeling came back, I was like, I got to keep this momentum going. Yeah. And then what happened? Then I wrote this song. So the last <laughs> song of his, I need a song by Saturday at noon challenge. The last song I wrote. So I wrote this song called corn spring. It was right at the beginning of the shutdown and I needed to clean my house. And so I cleaned my apartment and I wrote this song called Corn Spring. It was a beat that Joe and I had made in our coffee shop uh, a couple years earlier. And I was never going to use it. It was kind of weird and wonky. So I was like, so I wrote the song, I, I need to clean, I need to clean. And then, so I wrote the song and then I sent it to them as like my submission for the week. It's like, look, let me know what y'all think. And Joe was like, bro, this is actually dope and it's funny. And like, people need to laugh right now. He's like, you should make a video to this. So I get on my phone. I dirty my house up again. Like I just cleaned my house. I dirtied my house and I work at a school. And one time we had like a onesie day and all the teachers made me, made all of us get a onesie. So we went onesie shopping and I got this Batman onesie. So I threw this Batman onesie on and I did this video in my dirty apartment rapping about how I need to clean it up. And I released the video and in a week, a week or two, a week and a half, it got 10,000 views on Facebook. And I was like, bro, this is the first song I've released in like four or five years. And it was a joke. Like I recorded it on my phone. I didn't even get in the studio. Like I just literally recorded the, the song. I had a speaker in the background and I rapped it and then shot the video on my phone, posted as a joke. Like, hey, it's, it's quarantine where like, it's spring cleaning time. Let's clean up our house. Here's a song to have fun to. And like 10,000 views in like two weeks. And I was like, dope. So then my last submission I wrote was a song called Work in Progress that I talked about earlier. And it's a song where I wanted to just write about, um, yeah, everything that I, wh why I walked away from music, explaining that it was originally supposed to be a joke, but then it turned into something real. And, but hey, this is everything that we've been into. Like I haven't just been sitting idle the last five years and then the second half which is it was part a and part b so the song is like two different beats it's four minutes long where there's two different beats there's a part a and part b and and on part b like i said i shout out caleb and a bunch of other people who were close to me whether they knew it or not right they were encouraging me whether it was words they said uh in that season or words from conversations that i reflected on or just things that they were pursuing in their own life that was giving me life from a distance. Um, I wanted to shout all those people out. So I wrote that song and I released that. 
And that one on Facebook got a little over 3,000 views. And I was like, hmm. I was like, people still want to hear me. I was like, this is dope. And so then we were planning our conference and concert again. And we had to cancel the concert this year because of COVID. We didn't want to cancel the conference again. So we canceled the concert. And I was like, yo, we should still do a musical element. If you if you want to jump in and interject at any point, you can. Mm -hmm. But we could do we should still do a musical element. So I convinced them to take some money from the concert budget. And I reached out to a producer. I'm like, hey, could you make us a beat? I want to capture this emotion. He make, he sends us the beat. I grab my friend Steven, his name, the rapper named Steven. But I grab my friend Steven, and we, we used to be in a group together. It's the first song that we've done together since 2014. Um, and so I'm like, yo, let's do this song. So we make this, we write this song as a theme song for the conference. Um, and we shoot the music video and we premiere it. The the conference was at a theater. So I got to premiere it on like a theater screen. And it was like, it was just so dope. It was magical. And we released the video Sunday, October 24th. And in the first 48 hours, it gets 10,000 views. And yeah, so here I am, I'm back. But it was all those gradual moments of God showing me that there is room for me and there's still space for me. Um, and he's not done with me. And that was all I ever wanted, man. I, yeah, I did music before as a Christian that I didn't show anybody. I became a Christian and I only released music because I felt a call from the Lord to do so. Um, so the fact that God is showing me that he wants me to still do it is all I needed. Yeah. And talk, talk to us about the song, kind of what's behind, the, like, and you talked about it a little bit, but I would love for you just to expound more about the yeah. song and just kind of what it's about and everything. Man, I would love to talk more about it. There's definitely more to talk about. So yeah, so we started a conference and concert. Well, well, we call it the Together Gathering. We call it the Anti-Conference. Um, <laughs> so we started in 2017. Originally, uh, Zach, James, and myself were some of the lead pastors here at Citizens Akron. And we were, we were in a meeting and Zach was kind of scrolling his phone. It was like, yo, I want to book propaganda. I'm sorry, I'm taking it back. I'm sorry. It's kind of good. My mind works in narrative, so yeah, interject whenever. <laughs> but um, so Zach was like, "Yo, we should book propaganda." We get on the Humble Beast website. We're looking at their their application or booking request. That's what it is, and we see all the categories, and we're like, "Yo, like the types of questions they're asking." It just made us think like we shouldn't just do an event, but we should like plan something that we can actually use to catalyze and mobilize like churches in Akron. So we came up with this, the title together. Uh, we, we found an African proverb, a proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Um, and so we did that conference and concert uh, 2017 and 2018. We took off 19 because we were trying to get Jackie Hill Perry. She was booked out a year ahead. So we took off 2019 and was like, let's just double up our money um, and go for 2020. And then 2020 happens. Uh, but right before 2020 happened, we gave the conference over to a central organi organization because we saw opportunity for more churches to be at the table if it wasn't centered around our church. Um, mm -hmm. So we did that. And now there's like six or seven churches a part of planning this gathering. Um, and so the, this year's theme and last year's thing, but we didn't do last year. It was God dreams. And the whole premise was helping 
um, people to find the sacred in the ordinary, right? We just wanted to remind people that God's dream is not just for us to be a part of that big revival moment or just to be a part of like a special event on Sunday morning. But it's like, it's, it's God's dream is for those who love him to be a part of his work in the places where they live, work and play every day of the week. Um, and, and so, yeah, whether that's with your kids, whether at the park, whether that's in the kitchen, uh, cooking meals, whether that's at the barbershop, whether that's at your workplace, whether it's at school, whether it's in the garden, whether it's in the line at the store, right? God's dream is that we would uh, take responsibility and 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 living that call out in every day, and yeah, stepping into those moments that seem mundane and ordinary, but finding the 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 God opportunity in it. And so, we just wanted to create a song to kind of speak to that God dream, um, to capture that in song. So, and that's what we did. Um, yeah, I can break down some of the lyrics later if you want, but, uh, another part, like, so we called the song homegrown. And the reason we did that is because one, we wanted to help communicate that. Yeah. The message, like the God, God's God dream is, is homegrown. Um, it's, it's in the spaces where we live, work and play, but also we just feel deeply called the place. Um, there's an artist named flame. When I first became a Christian, he had this song called, I forget what it's called, but one of the lyrics is like, he placed me right here. And that song deeply informed like my belief that like I, like God placed me here in Maslin or in Northeast Ohio mm-hmm. for a purpose. My grandmother moved to Maslin. I'm sorry, bro. You can jump in. My grandmother moved to Maslin um, when she was 17. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like had I, from Philadelphia. So had I been her, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna graduate in one year and I'm gonna move out and go back to my home state. But she didn't, she stayed here and she had my uncle and she had my mom. And, um, and I said that to say, because when I became a Christian, Philadelphia was like the Mecca for Christian hip hop. Like Eric Mason had his church epiphany and all the biggest name rappers, like in Christian hip hop went to his church and I'm like, if God wanted me to like make it, like, why did he, he knew he was going to call me to do this thing called Christian hip hop. Like, why would he send my grandma to Maslin, Ohio, when we're freaking from Philadelphia? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I heard Flame's song and I was like, man, like God placed me right here. Uh, and so that began to light this, it planted this seed in me that just continued to water of like, Rather, and there's not that I see anything wrong with people moving away from home. Some people do need to move away from home, right? Uh, we we had a uh, an assembly in, in my high school called the Distinguished Citizens, and people would come back and they would share about what they've done. And we had a guy who was the the president of Nike in Oregon at the headquarters in Oregon, um, and, he, and he was a black guy, so that was like very encouraging. We had the woman who wrote the the theme song for Americans Funny Home Videos, like the original one wrote and sang it from Maslin. We had another guy who, it was like old fashioned film, but he still, it, it kind of did some things and he was a director. And I was just like, yo, all this is great. But like, I'm in high school about to graduate. Like where, why didn't we know about y'all sooner? So I can dream for myself bigger than like just football on Friday night, right? Like it would have been helpful for me growing up and a lot of people growing up to know that people like you come from where we come from. Um, 
And so I said that to say, like, it's okay to go out. But my question at that point was, at what point do we come back and we invest in the community that raised us? And, and so I just always felt called, rather than to going out and coming back, to stay home and figure it out. And so my, my heart and my goal has always been, if it takes me longer to get to my destination, if I have to sacrifice fame, notoriety, whatever, for the sake of building something at home that outlasts us and makes it so that creatives after us don't feel this pressure to have to move to make it, then that's what I want to do. So we titled the song Homegrown as, as another way to kind of just yeah tell that story and spread that message of like, yo, let's build something, man. Like when America was established, California, Hollywood wasn't Hollywood. Tennessee wasn't Tennessee. Atlanta wasn't Atlanta. New York wasn't New York. Right. Somebody had to stay and like make those connections and make those things happen. And I yeah, I believe we can do the same here in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. So Yeah. And and what you're talking about is one of the one of the things that I love about you, Skylar, is that like you you know what's important to you yeah. and you prioritize that <laughs> stuff. Like you've done the hard work of figuring out and and not that that's you know, just as you were saying, not that it's wrong for people to move away. Not at all. Uh, and not invest in the community. But you know for you that that is right. a value for you. And yes. so you make it a thing that happens. I mean, we we even just cover it in your story. You're involved in so much. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I know I know that you have some other stuff uh, that's coming up that you want to tell uh, people about. But before that, is there anything else that just comes to mind through, uh, through the journey that we've been covering through this that you haven't talked about? Um, that you want to make sure that we talk about and cover, and then we can kind of talk about some of the things that are coming up, you know, over the next uh, yeah. couple of weeks and so. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Like at the beginning, uh, another, another piece, and I didn't answer this earlier, yeah. another piece that is important to me coming back to music. Like I said, I mentioned earlier living on my own for the first time. Like I, I wanted to move out, but, and like I worked at a group home, uh, probably like on average, like 15 hours overtime every week on average, if not more, I just worked just cause I could. Um, so I definitely made enough money to move out, but because I was trying to be pure and all that stuff, a lot of my friends who were ready to move out were like my non-believing friends. And I was like, bro, we can't live together. Cause I know the stuff we used to be on before I was a crit. Like I can't, I can't put myself in that predicament. And my mom was like, as long as you are, pursuing your music like fully and you're active in the community and you're like not creating any extra burden for me. Like you can live here for free, like just keep doing what you're doing. Um, and so with that, when we moved to Akron to start our church, because we care about place and proximity and I didn't want to be living in Maslin, but having the church in Akron. Um, so when I moved out to, at that point, I'm like, if I'm not ready to live on my own, it's something I got to figure out because <laughs> I got to be an actor. Um, so I moved out and all that just said with that came bills, right? Bills that I wasn't used to having. And I'm so it was just like, God, not only was I discouraged with my resources and things at the time, but it was and I was over. I was stretched and all these fears that I hadn't been able to process start coming up because of the other leadership roles I had. It was also like, God, I don't have the money. Like my last pro- game plan, I put $7,000 of my own money into game plan. And like, one, that is like dollar menu money <laughs> when it comes to music. That's that's not a lot. 
but it's a lot for my pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And I probably got like $600 of that back. You know what I'm saying? And which I didn't care then because I'm like, that's the risk. That's a part of the inv- I invested in myself and I'm proud of that. But now that I got bills, I'm like, God, I can't do that, right? Like I can't just throw seven, $10,000 away. Um, so I was like, if I'm going to do this, I got to figure out what it means to like actually have a business structure and make money. So when COVID hit and I had no choice but to slow down, I know for a lot of people, COVID was uh, quarantine and all that was rough. And I, I'm sensitive to that. But like for me, it was a blessing. <laughs> like I got the opportunity to slow down and think about things and process what really matters. And in that time, I picked up some books on the music industry. Um, I literally went to probably 60 webinars, like free webinars. Um, I have a YouTube folder that I just keep adding videos to, but there's over 500 videos on the music business. And I've literally probably watched 30 to 40% of them. And I've read so many articles. Point is, figuring out the music business and like what that means and how it's structured and how to register things and all that stuff, like that freed me. And it's crazy because it's stuff that used to scare me. And I was like, ah, when I get a manager, when I get a lawyer, you know, entertainment, when I get a record deal, like I'll let them figure that stuff out because I don't want it to mess up my creative process. Mm-hmm. It actually freed me to create. Like I, I feel so much more because I know I'm protected, right? Like I know that like I'm going to be seen and, 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 and I know that every view, every stream, every download, even though it may not be as much as the next person's, I know it counts and it matters now. I know that I'm getting all that it's worth. Like every copyright I have is, 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 you know what I'm saying? Getting a royalty on that. And even though it may only be $10, it may be a hundred dollars. It may be $200. It's my $200 and I earned it. And it's beautiful. Like it helped me to prioritize what really matters. Like, I don't feel like I need a video to hit 10,000 views so that someone will give me a shot. It's like, Bro, I'm already doing what I would need them to do to give me a shot. All I need to do is con- b- hunger down, do what matters to me, uh, put that out there so the people who care about the things I care about can be fans of me and become followers of me. And we build something together that like gives me the look that I need. But like, so yeah, so studying the music business, man, was that was another huge turn that I should have mentioned earlier. That really like set me off. Um, yeah. yeah, it freed me a lot. Yeah. And anything else that comes to mind? Man, uh, no, not that I can think of right now, but <laughs> so, the lyrics of the new song, man, um, I can touch on that and then we can talk about some yeah. of the other things. Yeah. Yeah. Go so, so Steven, uh, the rapper named Steven, um, he raps in the first verse. And after his verse, there's a pre chorus and then there's the chorus. And so, I wanted this, we, we, we wanted this song to like be able to speak to the non-believers as well as believers, Christians and, and non-Christians. And, but I wanted everybody to listen to it, to hear the lyrics and to be able to dream. But I also wanted it to be like, yo, if it's a non-believer, they hear the song and they dream dreams. But if they ever continue to listen to the lyrics or don't, if they ever become Christian, they can come back and they can begin to see kind of some of the major themes that I was hinting at. Um, so in the pre-chorus, it says, tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. 
living for today, for tomorrow I am prone, right? Like we, we know when Jesus talks about anxiety and he's like, tomorrow has enough trouble of its own, right? Like, so I'm like referring to that scripture, but I say that living for today, for tomorrow I am prone, just kind of building on that, that verse. But then there's a, there's a hymn um, that said, uh, we sing it often, I forget the whole thing, but it says, I am prone to wonder. And like, I almost tear up every time we sing that in worship because I know I'm prone to wonder, right? And I connect to that. So I was kind of hinting at that, right? Like, this is why we have to live for today and not tomorrow because like that anxiety builds up and then we're prone to wonder, right? Which is what I did, right? I got discouraged and I, I wandered off. Um, living, so living for today, for tomorrow, I'm prone. Everything is not a matter of the cream. There's a, there's a group called uh, Wu-Tang and they had a song called Cream, Christ Rules Every... No, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. And so I was trying to use that to say, like, everything is not a matter of the cream. It's not a matter of the money. It's not a matter of the right connections or living in the right place. Like, all those things matter and they help. But, like, if God is behind this thing and, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, like, right, like, we can make those dreams happen. Uh, so everything is not a matter of the cream. We wake up and we have what it takes to live the dream. And like, I was just referring to like the verse that says, we have everything we need for this life and godliness, right? Like, like God, like God has given us uh, everything we need to, to do the things that he's called us to do. Um, and we wake up with that, right? We start from that. And so that, that was the, what I wanted people to walk away with. And then the chorus goes, all we got to do is go, right? All we got to do is go like the great commission, get up and go, man. And then I just scream, I got what it takes to live a dream. All I, all we got to do is go. And so, yeah. 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 Well, let's talk, let's talk about what you got coming up here over the next few weeks or so in case people want to catch you and uh, some of the different events that you got going on. And, uh, by, by the time that this episode is out, the song is out. We'll link to it in the show notes and everything. Oh, uh, praise but, God. Yeah. Tell people, tell people what, what you got coming up, man. So, yes. So if you would love, first off, I would love for you to go check the music video out. Once again, we'll link that. Um, the song releases November, Sunday, November 14th. So when this podcast release, it will already be released. You can go stream the song. You can download it on iTunes. That would be great because it will count towards Billboard. Man, let's try to hit Billboard. But uh, so all that to say, you can check out the song. If you're loving the song, November 20th, uh, Stephen and I will be performing this song at the Ant Campaign. So the Ant Campaign is a a national organization for Christians, those who kind of don't kind of fall up on the blue side of things or the red side of things, they feel this tension in the middle and they don't really have a space to like navigate politics. Um, so the Ann campaign was super helpful for me in the 2016 election and they have multiple offices throughout our nation and are now launching a chapter in Akron. So Justin Gibbity, the founder who I just found out, I missed this freaking episode, but he was on the learner's corner like a year or two ago. That is phenomenal. I can't wait to meet him here uh, November 20th, but he'll be coming in. He'll be flying in to speak. And they asked us to come perform this song as they feel it communicates their heart and everything they're setting out to do as well. So you can come support uh, the Ann campaign, learn about the Ann campaign, meet Justin Gibbony. Um, and you can hear us perform this song live. I'd love to meet you. So we have that coming up. Um, yeah, I already talked about the community playlist. And I really want to know what inspires people, man. I really want to get outside of just listening to the artists I listen to. I've been enjoying 
listening to some of the songs that people have added so far, one song is actually probably going to be become one of my favorites. So yeah, if you want to add a song or two to this playlist, we can link that here as well. I think you got you got to mention the song now. I got to mention the song. Uh, I got to oh, look yeah. it up. Let me see. I will <laughs> gladly mention it. Julia is the one who added it. My sister Julia, and it is called uh, "Dog Days Are Over." Florence and the Machine. Mm. It's by Florence and the Machine. I, I'm like, I had to text her. I'm like, yo, that song is fire. <laughs> like, I've listened to it twice already. Well, at the point I text her. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I want to hear people. I want to get more songs on this playlist, man. So please check out that community playlist. I just think it's a cool idea. You you know how in the movies, um, they do the little cool date ideas where they swap the iPod and listen to each yeah. other's music, and it's real cute. Well. None of us are dating, but this is kind of a way for us to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, last thing, you got the event on the thirtieth. Yes, right? the event on thirtieth. No, yes, November thirtieth. So our church, uh, Citizens Akron, there's a school in our neighborhood um, that have a need for after school care, but free after school care. Uh, so we started a community development corporation. And there's some other programs around. It's not just from our community development corporation, but they have a workforce development program and some other programs in the neighborhood that families and parents, mothers are going through. But as they go through these programs and land jobs, funding and resources, gets, benefits get cut. And now they have to pay all the bills and they can't afford childcare, right? So they're kind of back in the same predicament, even though they're making more money um, and had no time to kind of develop wealth and a security. So- one of the biggest needs from the principal and superintendent, we have a good relationship with them, um, that they communicated was after school care. So we bought this building. It's literally a block away from the school and we're going to renovate it. And so we, we, yeah, we have a $50,000 match. We are, we're trying to raise $50,000. Um, someone will match that 50,000. There's a fund. There's a, 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 it's called rock mill climbing and yoga. So they do yoga there, but it's all rock wall. Uh, there's different like levels and uh, levels and heights of them, but it's all rock wall. It's like a gym, but like all calisthenics type workout. And they want to partner with the Vince out. So this is the beginning of them partnering with us. They're actually going to be a partner when we actually launch the Vince house as an activity we can bring kids to a part of our programming. But if you come into the building that day or go online and purchase a day pass, November 30th, you can purchase a day pass for yourself or for anyone else. For any date, it could be November 30th, 2022, um, but it has to be purchased on that day. 100% of all day passes purchased on November 30th will go towards our Vincent House uh, fund and help us reach that 50000 so we can get the match. We're going to be doing an in-gym, I don't want to say almost an in-studio because we're recording right now, but in the gym, we're going to have a live presentation from us. Um, and I may or may not be writing a spoken word piece to go along with that event and be performing it there as well, November 30th. So if you want to check that out and be a part of this event, if you want to come climb, you know, people who would be into climbing, uh, yeah, you can purchase a pass and we can link that here in the description as well. Yeah. What, uh, what website can they go to, to find out more information about yes, that? Yes. The, I believe, so we have a website for it. Let me make sure it's the, the vincenthouse.com. I will, I will send it to you. We can link it. I'm pretty sure it's the vincenthouse.com, but yeah. Great. So we, we named it the Vincent House. There's a woman who was a part, yes, the vincenthouse.com. Um, there's a woman who used to be at the church in the building we bought. When we first bought the building, everybody would come through and ask us about 
a ministry that she used to run. Where's Miss Vincent? Where's Miss Vincent? Where's Miss Rita Vincent? Um, and so, and she's she's an older woman, um, has been faithful to the Lord for more than 40 years. And it's our hope that whatever we do, man, it has that kind of long lasting impact in the community. So we named the Vincent House after her um, to honor her. So Awesome. Well, Skylar, I know that people are, we, we already said how to catch up with the Vincent House. Where's the best place for people to catch up with you if they you know, want to keep for updates on what's happening with you and all the other good stuff as well? Yes. The best place to check me out if you're on Instagram is Foolish X News. It's just Foolish News, but there's an X in the middle. Uh, Foolish X News. So like a fool. I pity the fool. Foolish X News on Instagram. Uh, look me up, Skylar Roberson on Facebook. And yeah, those are the best ways to, you can also hit me on email if that's what you do. Reach ScholarJawan at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. No problem, bro. I think coming out of that conversation with Skylar, the thing that really stood out to me from it is what he talked about with the parable of the talents and being the person who, you know, you use maybe four of the five of your talents or you use two of the three of your talents and yet you don't use them all, you know, maybe for one reason or another, you bury the other talent in, in the sand because, you know, maybe, maybe you're afraid of it or maybe you're afraid to use the talent or maybe, maybe someone told you, Hey, you know what, you know, real, real men don't do that. Women don't do that, whatever it might be. And so you just decided to bury it. And it's it's something that I feel like I've I feel like I've went through something similar and and still am and learning to become more comfortable with who I am as well. But I think that's something that most of us could tend to deal with is is not burying our not even all of our talents, but one of our talents and being willing to being willing to accept who we are and being willing to pursue that just as Skylar did. And so that's something that got me thinking. From this episode, I would love to hear some of the things that stood out to you, or whether that be from this episode or from previous episodes. And the best way to reach out to me is through Learners Corner Podcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you, uh, or for any other topics or subjects that you would love to hear from on the podcast as well, or just anything that you're learning from. That would be great, also. If uh, you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button on whatever podcast player you use and i would really appreciate it if you left a rating and wrote a review of the podcast as well that would mean a lot to me i do want to give a couple of quick shout outs and thank yous to garrett oler who does the editing for this podcast sam massey who's provided the music for this podcast and thank you to skylar again for being on the podcast and i think that's all that i have for today and so until next time keep learning and keep growing